Episode 48 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed at soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls or on the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you now find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, Gunnar Damarung 2. This time it's personal. Against Granite Xhaka. John, what's happening, <laughs> brother? Man, as a Liverpool fan, there's only one place to start this week, and that is with the sad passing of Gerard Houllier. Gerard Houllier was one of the, probably one of the, the, the first three or four managers I knew of in football when I started watching the sport. Uh, of course, the other ones being Arsene Wenger, um, Sir Alex I Ferguson, see. of course. And uh, what's his name over? Uh, uh, O'Leary, <laughs> David O'Leary. David O'Leary. Yes, David O'Leary over at uh, when he was at Leeds. But yes, yeah. this is uh, yeah. Well, I, I I mean we've known for a very long time he had heart issues because of course he missed uh, you know many games as Liverpool manager due to yeah. due to um, those heart issues. Yeah, I, I was um, I was watching that game in a pub in Blackpool actually, and you just got to sort of everything sort of rumors starting at halftime that he wasn't around. There, there was one guy actually told me he was dead, which I've never given that guy for that. Um, but yeah, he he came he he was signed off work for a year after that operation, eleven hour heart operation. God, and he came back within five months, and the. The, it was the, he was back for a key tie against Roma. We needed to win that by, I think, two clear goals to go through from what at that stage was the second Champions League group stage. And the atmosphere when he came out of that tunnel, when the cop clocked him, my God, it was uh, it was something else. Um, I, I can imagine. Yeah. You know what the cop's like at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> they just put it up a notch. It, it was unreal. Yeah. Oh beautiful thing to see um yeah the thing with him he was probably the first post wenger manager you know wenger was the guy who essentially began the modernization of english football off well off the pitch as much as on it you know with the nutrition the sports science etc and julier brought that to liverpool um liverpool were being left behind we were still locked in this culture that say the boot room um was a thing to go you know but right that sort of thing misunderstand what the boot room was the boot room 
was four guys talking about, you know, how do Liverpool get an edge? How do we keep having an edge? How do we be the best run club on and off the pitch? And we'd sort of fallen on into it as a tradition. Julier bought that sports art. He bought, you know, that personality, bought the, the tactics to Liverpool. He essentially modernised the club. Um, the story of, you know, the, the road to Klopp's title here starts there. You know, um, yeah, I, I, undoubtedly, yes. You know, um, you know, he was a guy who, uh, he, he got... Gerard and Carragher through. Um, he bought Sammy Hoopier, who helped, who started holding the Gator Liverpool defence had been terrible for nearly a decade. Um, yeah, I say, um, Gerard, as he put it, you know that experience of winning the UEFA Cup in one of the most insane finals I've ever seen, that five four against Alavés. He, you know, he said that experience was what helped us in the Champions League final. It, you know, they're. they're and you you find very very few people inside or outside football with a bad word to say about Julio. He seemed to be a really nice guy, always interested in people. And you know, um, he you know he, he he didn't even retire after management. He was he was a football still a football director of Red Bull. Um, is it Jesse Marsh? I think his name is the guy at Red Bull. Yeah, I guess yeah. The, you you see the tears when he. He was, you know, in the press conference he had after his death. Man, that that was the sort of impact he had on people, even up to this year. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I I saw that. I was I was stunned. I I I um, I don't know what to say. Like I said, that was we we seen that the icons that we came up watching the sport with, and yeah. you know, usually I mean players, and I and usually those in World Cups, but. As you know, we, the the game has gotten to where you know the 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 club game was actually being shown on American yeah. TV, and yeah, Gerard Houllier was definitely one of those early presences. Um, yeah. I just remember actually the very first game of football I ever watched um, that that I happened to stumble upon. I don't remember who they were playing against, but it was Liverpool. Gerard Houllier was manager, and Michael Owen had to come off injured. <laughs> that doesn't hurt it could be Portsmouth I think. yeah that, that and that is yeah that, that, that I know that cuts a wide swath of what game that could be <laughs> could have been but uh yeah yeah he he was the first he was a manager when I first actually managed to make it up to Anfield at last um we <laughs> we lost one nil to Ipswich so you know my wife was quite happy on the journey back um <laughs> were you married not- were, were, were you married by then uh, no <laughs> But we, and just before, I think the year we did get married, we washed them 6-0 at their place and 5-0 to ours on the last day of the season. Those journeys home were very quiet. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. Yeah, it's like, I'd, stop it. I didn't say anything. Stop it. You were being smug. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the, the thing I remember, I was at his last game as manager, which was... Um, it was a one-all draw against Newcastle. I think we, we'd we'd signed, signed, sealed, and delivered a Champions League spot. And it was him and Sir Bobby Robson on the touchline. And I, I just remember looking down and clocking them, and they were both, you know, absorbed totally in the game. Um, and then they just caught each other's eye, and it, they, they just looked at each other, grinned, you know, a little slap of their hands together, shake their hand. 
and then straight back into it. And you know, it was it was just a lovely little moment from two guys who are sadly no longer with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wow. Well, yeah, well, for sure. R.I.P. Gerard Houllier. Uh, how old? How old was he? I uh, seventy four, I think. Good. I need to check it. Yeah, but yeah. You know, you, you you look at Julia, and then you realize that Arsene Wenger doesn't. I mean, he, he, you could tell he is uh, kind of on the back nine too. I mean, yeah. he's. I mean, oh. he just he just looks old. I mean, he doesn't look unhealthy, but. No, but you know how how long did he carry Arsenal for? You know, I know we'll come to this later again. But... Yes, um, but well, so... I mean, but I mean, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson too. I mean, didn't he have a health scare not too long ago? Yeah. <laughs> He did, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it, it, again, we're we're gonna start. We really are starting to hit the point where the icons that you know brought us into the sport or were there when we got into them, yeah, are, are gonna yeah. start going. You know, and it's mid seventies, and you know, the stresses and strains of a football manager is not a healthy lifestyle for anyone, no matter how fit you keep yourself, no matter how well you eat. You know, yeah. Shout out so, to Sam Allardyce who. Uh, is back at his back in management at West Brom, Brett <laughs> West Bromwich Albion. And uh, yeah, how's that going? I oh, wait, J- Jake Livermore got sent off. Hey, oh, they got washed 3 0 at home by uh, by Aston by Villa. The... What a shame, eh? Damn. Uh, goals from uh, two goals from Anwar El Ghazi, one being a penalty, uh, another one uh, from Bertrand Traore. Jake Livermore, uh, deservedly sent off. Yes. Um, there was some talk that uh, perhaps uh, I, I think it was Courtney House, House should have been sent off. Yes, for the Villa. Yeah, the uh, the guy, I can't remember who the foul was on, but the guy's leg was looking like it was bending to me, and I'm just like, how is that not red? Yeah, he well, was, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Diangana he caught. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe that should have been a. Uh, yeah, you think maybe that should have been a one, a uh, a red card as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm prepared to sort of cut some slack on that, you know. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, but the thing <laughs> is, though, I mean, again, it's the argument about VAR being used consistently. Like, what? Why okay. was Livermore's? Why was Livermore's a red card? But you know, VAR didn't think to send you know the the ref to the to to the monitor to see uh, the houses. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you know, it's just, again, even so, you know what? Big Sam's back in the premiership and, ah, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> why, why is Big Sam back in the premiership? It, yeah, you, you just know that he he has his, it, it's like, you know, Batman. He has that little red hotline and he's just waiting there for it to ring like like a malevolent little presence. You know, a, 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 if he's, you know, he's not some like Lex Luthor just waiting like a spider in the background. Just... <laughs> or, or, or with Aldite's side, he's more the kingpin, actually. Wouldn't that work? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I mean, a, 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 any minute now, we're going to get... who who, who Who's going to be back then? Because you, you know that Alan Perdue <laughs> is loving his chances. Yep, yeah, and we've obviously we've already got Moyes working. Oh. Yeah, Moyes. Yeah, he. Yeah, he. He. He has a job. Uh, who. Who else? Yeah. The old boys network. Bruce is still working, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve Bruce is still working. No, Harry Redknapp. 
No, her, oh, no. Has he retired yet? Um, McCl- Steve, Steve McLaren working anywhere right now? Since he's lost his last job? Yeah. Then Tony Poulis is obviously at Sheffield Wednesday and making an absolute shit job of that. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you succeed Gary Monk and be worse at it? <laughs> Let, well, I'm sure that uh, that Tony Poulis could devise a lesson in, in at least eight parts and none of them are winning. <laughs> uh, let's see, the answer to your question about... Uh, oh, he is actually the... Steve McLaren is actually the technical director of Darby County. Oh, they moved upstairs. Oh, lovely. Ah, the worst England manager ever. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hotly contested spot, that one. It, it really kind of is, but I mean, I mean, at the same time, I mean, you got to figure, like, is Alan Kerbishley still waiting for a phone call? Oh, he probably is, but that, that phone call's got cobwebs on it now, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, McLaren uh, only appointed as of late November, so he's been less than a month in the job. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, well, actually, I'd I take that technical director's job, way less pressure. Yeah. He got, yeah, management just, yeah, I mean, it just seems like it's a mugs game at this point. Oh, God, it isn't, well, that that's why the payoffs are so nice. Uh, also a mugs game, uh, Tottenham Hotspur's title aspirations are a mugs game at this point. <laughs> well, what a good week it's been for them, hasn't it? Oh, boy, yes. Uh, losing to both uh, Liverpool and Leicester. Yeah, Liverpool uh, with an absolute beauty from Bowling Firmino. That, that was a great last-second last goal. Oh, it, it was just as sweet as you like. And, and you know, <laughs> and then we just folded up with, with an absolute select Christmas selection box at Crystal Palace. It was wonderful. Um, but, but to come back to Spurs, it's, yeah, Jose, he said the better team lost. And no, not really. And I, I know part of his game plan at, you know, at clubs that can hurt his teams is to sit deep to, you know, to hit them on the break. And he did have chances. You know, Bergwijn had a couple of good chances. Uh, Harry uh, now, Kane, which, which match are you talking about? The Liverpool oh, game? The Liverpool- Okay. Yeah, so he had half shot there. But today, yeah, they were nowhere near it. They, they were totally off the game today. Yeah, I I, well, I didn't watch that game. I was watching another game, which we're going to get into. Oh, we certainly will. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that. all that being said, um, yeah, Liverpool now firmly ensconced at, uh, with, what, I think a five-point lead? Five point lead. Um, it, I think Villa could cut it, and United could cut it to two points. If they win their game in hand on us. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We, oh, we are... Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that seven nil ass whooping you delivered on Palace yesterday. How about Man U and Leeds? Oh, what a Good game! Day. Holy shit! I, I I think it's like both sides just just. But it, it was like a training session, attack versus defense. And, you, you know, they put the youth teams in defense. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's. Well, to say nothing of the other game this week, but, you know, it, yeah, I don't want to cut into today's topic because, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, how, does Bur- how does Burnley have two games in hand? Well, I guess they play tomorrow, so. They play tomorrow, yeah, that, yeah. that's the fundamental thing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but Liverpool seven nil. Um, 
we we were maybe you you could say we were a little loose early on that was sloppy. Crystal Palace didn't really have chances, but you know they got to positions where if they had a better pass, they would have been a brilliant chance on. But you know, I, I actually, it's a it's a four point lead. I, I we take that back. It was a, oh, four point lead now. Yeah, it was five point lead overnight, and it's uh, yeah, Leicester winning cuts it to four. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, Tottenham down to fifth. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, rats. Um, yeah, from, from first on Wednesday to fifth on Sunday. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I know I can't talk too much shit about Spurs at the moment, but you know what? I'm going to take every chance I can. <laughs> You've got to have some schadenfreude in this season, my man. Yeah, and uh, speaking of bad managers uh, that continue to have jobs, like we uh, were discussing at the top of the uh, at, yeah. at the top of the show. Uh, the Scottish FA Cup final was was today. was today was this morning. Uh, Celtic won three three on penalties. Yeah, against heck- against Heart of Midlothian. Now, of course, you had to remind me that Hearts actually were relegated down to the Championship. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw this out out there. It's great that Celtic have now won a quadruple treble, and it, it is a testament to the dominance of the Celtic Football Club. Um, Neil Lennon needs to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he, the, the, uh, yeah, it's twelve trophies on the trot, but if you're playing a side that's in a lower division, yeah, they can in a one-off game they can do well, but you have to be winning those games if you've got. You know, if you've got the, the aspiration Celtic have. That that never, and I mean never, should have gotten to that point. No, not so. You, you, it was, what was it, two left against lower division opposition as well? Yes. Well, yeah, and, they, and, yeah, they had a 2-0 halftime lead. It was like, there's no way. I mean, this, this is assuredly Celtic's game. Oh, no! Penalty? Should we mention that? Because the penalty was gorgeous. A penanka. Oh, yeah, it was. It was an absolutely gorgeous penalty. I, I just don't get how Neil Lennon still has this job. I really don't. I think, you know, it, it's it's always hard to to fire someone if they won 11 domestic trophies on the banks. But this season... But how many of those did he actually win? You know, yeah, it, it, it's... You've got a good case that a lot of it is by default, obviously. Well, cause... a lot of it's by default. A lot of it was Brendan Rodgers. Uh, oh, yeah. The foundations Brendan Rodgers left were pretty sweet. But, you know, it, it just... Neil Lennon fucking sucks. He is a bad manager of football. Do you realize, right? even with their games in hand right now, do you know what the... the without looking... You know what the lead between that Rangers has on Celtic right now? Even oh, though Celtic have three games in hand as of oh. right now. Is it, is it something like 12 points or something? Or? 16. 16. 16. Even if Celtic win those games in hand, that is a seven-point gap between Rangers and Celtic right now. That is just unacceptable. It is completely unacceptable. How, how do you be that team that could be going for your 10th, count them, 10th consecutive league title? Yeah. Which I don't even think that the likes of Bayern or Juventus have done. 
Juventus aren't far off it though, are they? No, Juventus actually neither are Bayern. I think Bayern have eight. Yeah. So yes, because it was Klopp's last title. It was obviously last time anyone won the won this league aside from Bayern. Yeah. So I mean, how? I mean, this this should have been if Neil Lennon was any kind of manager, he would be thundering towards us and saying, "You know what? You know what? Wild horses couldn't drag us away." From a tenth consecutive Scottish League title. Yeah, focus. You, you have uh, in that sense, you have to be able to focus your team. And their their the Europa League performance was um, shockingly bad. What, what was it? Was it the one win after they'd been knocked out? Yeah, and, and how and several matches where they actually took away leads and just threw them away. And got absolutely hosed on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Neil Lennon is not suited for this level of football. Yeah. It, it, not not anymore. He, he, he Again, he was 2010, 2011. You know, Neil Lennon could do no wrong at Celtic. It's not those times. And since then, he's gotten Bolton relegated. Um. He was barely hanging on at Hibernian when Celtic yeah. came calling. Yeah, he was cheap, basically. Yeah. Cheap and available. Yeah, well, again, that's going to be another recurring theme uh, later okay. on in the program. But cheap, cheap and available, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I, you know what? Congratulations to Celtic. I mean, my, my, my heart pours for you. I'm glad. Yeah, it was a close one, and congratulations. I mean, you know... You know, a, a quadruple treble is nothing to sneeze at, but Neil Lennon got to go. Yeah, Neil, Neil Lennon, so yeah, walk out on top, dude. Yeah, take it now while you can. Yeah, talking about crisis, Barcelona again. Oh, Two. gee. Well, you, you, yeah. you're, you're our La Liga correspondent. You go on with... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me have a look at the league table here. So I, I did have the league table to hand, but I don't at the moment, and because I went and looked. That's, yeah, La Liga. Here we are. Barcelona down fifth is you know reasonably respectable, but they are eight points off the league leaders, Atletico, with Atletico having a game in hand, and it, with a game in hand on Madrid, they're still. Eight points behind Real as well. They are, and they're four points off Villarreal in Champions League spot. Um, they're really, really not good, and they're in a complete financial crisis as well. It, how you don't see how Barcelona are getting out of where they are. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the the the, the biggest story here, of course, is Atletico Madrid having. Actually, it looks like three games in hand because some of the clubs are uh, have three games in hand, two of which on Real Madrid. So yeah. Real Madrid currently beating Abar 2-1. So they um, are in second, tied on points. Atletico Madrid shockingly has a, a superior goal difference and have only played 12 games. Yeah. So it's looking pretty sweet at the moment for Cholo. And let's face it, you love to see it, don't you? <laughs> do, do, do you think Luis Suarez is feeling maybe a little justified? 
I, th- I think uh, Luis Suarez's grin is going to come out a few times this year. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, he's still, you know, a racist vampire, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, but he, he has to feel completely justified. You also have to think that maybe Lionel Messi was completely justified in trying to get that transfer away when he was. Oh, God, yeah. Of, of course he was. You know, it, I mean, this, this has, like, the makings of, like, Alex Ferguson retiring when he did because he knew. He knew what was to come from Manchester United. He, Lionel Messi, that. he knew what was to come from Barcelona. Yeah. And Ferguson knew there was a rebuilding job to do there. Um, so, yeah, you, you don't fancy it. You know, what, what was he? He was 67 or something when he retired at that age. He didn't quite fancy it. I don't blame him. He's, he'd done more than enough for that club over the years, more than anyone since at least, you know, Sir Matt Busby and, pro, and maybe even him as well. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Manchester United, the modern Manchester United is not there without Alex Ferguson, period. No, not in the slightest. Yeah. Um, and so is that, you know, the, the Barcelona, you've, you've still got players there from their glories, which are which are a decade plus now. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it's more than 10 years since Pep won that first Champions League. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it, it's that whole, what was it, the, uh, the growing old together thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you you can perhaps sustain it if you've got a few core players there, you know, do, um, doing the job. But basically, no, they, they just let the side to grow old, leave, and they there's no real thought in the replacements. It's been you know, it's it's been we go out, we sign Luis Suarez, we sign Griezmann, we sign Dembele, and you know, it, it, there's no thought given as to how they fit together. It's just. Here's a bunch of expensive players. Put a team together to the managers. Ernest Ernesto Valverde does not get enough credit for the job he did keeping that club together. No, he does not. He he certainly does not. And Ronald Koeman, I mean, I, I, this guy got fired from Everton. You think he's gonna handle Barcelona? No, he he is there essentially. Well, and, and again, for us, we're gonna get into this later. He's there for a similar reason to Arteta. It's an ex, you know, an ex pro, an ex hero of the terraces. He will buy, you know, he will buy the time for the behind the scenes guys to hopefully sort themselves out because we know there are there are elections to go come well, up. Well, yeah, after. and I and and I get all that, but I mean, yeah, okay, he he's a legendary player. Granted, legendary player does not mean good manager. No, nope. we've seen time and time and time again. Nope, and I completely agree with you on that. It's... I mean, what, what was Ronald Koeman offering besides, you know, the you know to 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 pop the crowd because oh hey he used to be one of us, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, what that... what does that offer? What what did what did Ronald Koeman offer? He yeah he he offered basically you could get the clubs to see. Maybe the, the fans will be less vocal about him, maybe. And obviously, I think that part of the thing he's gotten away with is there's no ter- no one on the terraces. So, right. Yeah, so so he gets away with that. But <laughs> would you want to be at Barca at the moment in that hot seat? Uh, the, no. The, 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 <laughs> 
No, sir, I do not. Would be on those guys. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, no, (laughs) I, I, put this way, I'd be getting out before the fans came back. So, hey, there was a uh, bit of a brouhaha yesterday um, in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. Of course, the the, the UEFA champions and uh, and Europa Leagues are, are, you know, we're well past the group stages, and now we've had the draws for what's coming up. That will be another uh, a, a coming soon episode. Oh, yes. Uh, for, for previewing that. But this was uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, the semifinal um lafc against club america now we all know that major league soccer clubs against mexican clubs eh, usually not great um during the match before the second half started um edward atuesta of of uh, lafc um attempted a dive we think now. I, I watched the footage, and there, you know what? There, there's partisanship on both sides of it. Of course. But my 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 read of this is, Edward Atuesta try attempted a dive for a penalty. Ref didn't go for it. Uh, Guillermo Ochoa, the the America and Mexico keeper. You know, you know his hair. You know. Oh yeah, I know Ochoa. <laughs> um. He, he he tried to. He he tried to uh, you know you know he was trying to you know get him up off the ground. Um, it looked like Atuesta swiveled his head as if to headbutt him, but did not connect. But Ochoa went down anyway. So oh. Atuesta got sent off. So LAFC were down to ten men. After that, uh, what happened next was complete madness. Uh, LAFC was down 1-0. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carlos Vela, at the restart, scored two goals for LAFC in the 47th minute. Two in one in the same minutes, man. Wow, you do not see that very often. No, and in fact, it, it turned out to be a, uh, a 3-1 win for LAFC. Latif Blessing at the 90th minute. However, the final twist in this came, the real final twist in this came in the 79th minute, Luis Reyes sent off for America, so the, the sides were even again. Oh, man. Uh, this, this sounds like a great game. Yeah, I, I kind of, almost kind of sad I missed it. Now, I, again, the, the, there's, partisan, there's a lot of partisanship on both sides of this. Um... I, I I I mean, was Atuesta trying to die for a penalty? Yeah, probably. Um, did Ochoa go down to simulate being headbutt? Yeah. Did Atuesta look like he was trying to headbutt him? Yeah, he kind of did. So, I don't think there's any real angels in this, but yeah, Vela's two goals inside of a, inside the same minute. Good Lord. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, Carlos Vela. He, he he's a good player. It turns out. <laughs> Who knew? And uh, what? Someone who's been let go by Arsenal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's been let go at Arsenal, thriving elsewhere. Huh? Where we? Where, where have we seen this? Uh, okay. Real quick. Uh, have you seen the league tables in both uh, in both Germany and Italy? 
you pointed me to the league table in Germany yesterday. Uh, well, actually, there's been some changes since then. Bayern Munich beat Bayer Leverkusen, the previous league leaders, 2-1 today. So Bayern are back top by two points. Um, Leverkusen and Leipzig uh, in second and third at 28 points. Wolfsburg in fourth at on 24 points. Borussia Dortmund, who currently have a caretaker manager, lost to Union Berlin on Friday. Who are directly behind them, right? (laughs) Yeah, who are now directly behind them. However, an historic event happened. Okay. In that, in that, uh, in that, in that match. Yusufa Mukoko of Borussia Dortmund, now the all-time youngest goal scorer in the Bundesliga, in the history of the Bundesliga. Yeah. uh, Man, they they are... Obviously, I, I know it's their club policy, but they are so good at bringing those youngsters through. You know, obviously, of, you, know, you know, Haaland's an old man there, isn't he? Really? <laughs> when you look at it, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, my goodness. I mean, okay, yeah, it, it's a great thing. Now they just need to start getting the results. Yeah. it would. would I, I think this is part of the, the, the one issue with them, you know, prioritizing the youth, the youth of the side. There's less experience when things go wrong. I know Hummels was back there, you know, but... Well, it, Hummels, uh, I think Julian Brandt. Yes. Emery Sean, Axel Witzel. Yep. I mean, they have experienced players. They do, but... You know, does, yeah. Does, yeah. It, yeah. There's certain players don't have that know-how in, in when the backs are to the wall. Uh, uh, also... Schalke 04? Yeah. Still zero wins. Schalke. Schalke are screwed right now. But besides Spain, who would have guessed the the most exciting, possibly the most exciting league in Europe is is, uh, Serie A. And it's all down to the clubs from Milan. Yeah, I, it is nice to see that it's not Juve at the top of the league, at least up till now. Right, I mean, yeah, Juve are in uh, third on 27 points. Inter maybe finally showing that promise that we thought they had, even though they had a, the, they've crashed out of the Champions League entirely. They're not going down to Europa, but, you know, they're in second, a mere point behind behind AC Milan. It it's going to be fun. I I I really I really you know a league title basically played in the same stadium. You know it <laughs> those Milan derbies they aren't really home games or away games anymore, are they? Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be playing at the same stadium all the time. <laughs> Love it. It's like you know the, the the rarity of the New York Jets and the New York Giants playing each other. Oh yeah. Uh, that being said, Sassuolo uh, down to six, although Berardi scored a great one against Milan today. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, have to. Our, have our, to. Boy, uh, our, our boy, Domenico. So uh, that's all I got on the news side. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there? No, no that, that, was, uh, that was all I was going with. Um, usually this would be our Christmas episode. Um, and besides the, you know, the, the, the bump, 
you know the the, the you know the the, the, the halftime bump that we usually do uh, it's probably going to be a christmas song once i s- figure out what song i want to use um <laughs> oh, yeah I, honestly i don't think yeah i mean this year just this year not not in football but just this year it doesn't really feel very celebratory it doesn't really feel very holiday-ish i mean not yeah i mean I mean, uh, the UK is pretty much still locked down, it seems like. Uh, we just went back into lockdown. Oh, we, we've got one day off at Christmas, and that's it. Yeah, and then, you know, here, you know, you know, no, nobody's traveling, nobody's seeing anybody. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel very celebratory. But, I mean, it, it's as close as we're, we're going to get on this. Uh, but, you know, I just want to say, yeah, usually we do something holiday-themed, around this time, but, uh, and, you know, other things are happening. I think a lot of it, too, is because of how late the league started this year, so... Yes. Yeah, you know, we're not any... We're, I mean, usually around this time is when we hit the the uh, the halfway point of the Premier League, and we're still, like, at least a month away from that. Yeah, we're, we're what's that, a third of the, roughly a third of the way through the season. A little over a third, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, a lot of our things that we usually do are, are backed up a little bit, too. Oh, yes. You know, it's, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, things, uh, things happen, you know? But, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, even so, you know, we we, we all wish you a, a happy holiday season, no matter how you celebrate it. A safe and happy holidays. Yeah, please, something. please, God, yes, uh, yeah, please, just you know, stay safe. It is yeah. is the biggest message here that we're uh, that we're gonna send out. But um, all right, uh, you you don't have anything else before the uh, before the second half, John? No, no. Hey, Liverpool top of the league. That's all I want to go with on the, to lead us in. <laughs> all right, coming up today's topic: Gunnar Damarung two. This time it's personal against Granite Xhaka. Please stay tuned. with the second half of episode 48 of the Busting Balls podcast. Tonight's second half, I'm only going to say about 10 to 15 words in this whole thing, because this one is Gunadamarung 2, this time it's personal, against Granit Xhaka. Jeff's second annual State of the Arsenal report. Where do we start? Um, oh, I know. How about... Arsenal in a relegation battle. They are four, count them, four points off relegation right now. Yeah. And, and by the way, today is the one year, as we record this, this is the one-year anniversary of Mikel Arteta's hiring at, uh, at Arsenal. And there was a Twitter thread this morning. It was <laughs> oh. a featured topic on Twitter. 
Um, and uh, you know what? When you just see everything distilled into one thread and you look at it, we have we have had our eighth defeat of the season in the Premier League after yesterday losing 2-1 at Goodison Park to Everton. Uh, facing off against Carlo Ancelotti, one of the other managers who was up for the job, I will point out. Um, yes. You know, we have scored three own goals. We lead the red card table by a very, oh. very long way. <laughs> yeah. Our, 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 our last seven Premier League games have been two draws and five losses. And three goals scored in that time indeed um eight we, out of 14 games you've lost eight out of only 14 yeah, eight <laughs> out of 14 we had 10 all last season out of a out of a 38 game season yeah uh, we I'm are just... we are in a worse spot than we were with unai emery at this time yeah and and let's go back to what we said i was saying about kuman to a certain degree, Mikel Arteta, yes, I know he's got the the aura of Pep Guardiola. You know, he, he's been in that City team that's, you know, that won league titles. And, you know, he was he was asked, I, was he really that much of a favourite at Arsenal? Because, you know, he was a big he was a big player at Everton for a long while. But, you know, he, he was never a, an Henri, a Vieira, you know, a Perez even. Or yeah, a he, yeah, his reputation as an Arsenal as an Arsenal legend, is completely overblown. Because my recollection was in 2011 is that Mikel Arteta was a panic buy after we had gotten washed in the last league game before the transfer window closed that year. Yeah, and... Look, it was a panic buy. Yeah, and he, he ended up being a decent player for you. Yeah, but dec decent. Legend? Decent, decent yeah. player. But yeah, but I was always looking, going a legend. I was, like, where's the that that's PR spin? Um, yeah, I, I don't know where this idea oh, that well, Mikel Arteta was an Arsenal legend ever came from. No, no, uh, yeah, I, I know legend in, in football is bandied around very, very easily. Well, yeah, um, it, it, it's almost lost its meaning to be honest. But yeah, you know, if someone had a, a if someone had a six game streak, and you know. It, it's, it's I, I can see someone like Robbie Fowley who who you know he he endured a similar barren period at Liverpool. We didn't win that many trophies, but he's a legend because he's a local and made good. You know, it, it's not like we we go David James or um, oh, who should I say Neil Ruddock and Liverpool legends. Yeah. They were, you know, they did a job for us and thank you very much. And, you know, we're going to say thank you, but. You know, you, you weren't exactly the cornerstone of a great side or even, you know, a, a little cog in a great side. You were a cog in a small cog in Arsenal's decline. Yeah, and the idea here, I mean, it, and I think we all got snookered in. I mean, let, let's face it. We bought into him because, A, he wasn't Unai Emery. Yes. B, um, there was a lot of sympathy involved because he was the first person in English football to contract coronavirus. Absolutely, and, you know, I, I still would, would not retract any words I had there. Well, no, I nor would I, but um, and then when the restart came, 
we hit a we hit a hot streak that included winning the FA Cup and beating the likes of Manchester City and Chelsea along the way to do that. Yeah. And then beating the league champions of albeit by penalties um, to penalties. get to get to get the to get the, the 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 community shield that year. So yeah, we had a good run of form there for a good while. Yeah. Which, but that was are, then. <laughs> and can, can I remind you, it, it was pretty much the same under Emery. There was that incredibly long unbeaten record. Of, oh, yeah. Emery what had. was it, 22 games unbeaten? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we watched, Yeah, you and I watched one of those games at a pub in Leeds. Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> See, it, it, seems, it seems so long ago now in every yeah. way, doesn't it? Particularly with last year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it, it was only two years ago that you and I were in Leeds together. Wow. Wow. God. But and uh, you know But we are we are in we're in the shit. We are yeah. we, we we were we had top four ambitions. We are in a relegation fight. The thing the thing with Arteta, no matter how what his potential as a manager, he's never been the guy in that hot seat making the decisions when the team's in trouble. He has you know, he has no experience to back it up. He's, and therefore, he's going to make mistakes, and you have to take that into account when you're appointing him. Right, and and and, 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 and when you look at it, I mean, yeah, he was great when we were doing when we were doing when we were hot. He was a great manager. He got the team fired up. He got them on the same page. Even when we lost, we weren't getting washed. You know, and, and maybe no. to a certain extent, that maybe is still true. But at the same time, we are not hot now. We are we are in a relegation fight, and so far, Arteta's answers have come up way the fuck short. Now, the one thing I've got on Arteta, it's it's with the players. It's uh, okay. He is he is coming in, and I think he's making a again. He's making a run mistake as a manager because. It, it's a mistake a lot of young managers make at the start. He's trying to put his foot down on everything. It's it's like Messer Ertzel. What the fuck goes on there? Um, I, I've heard, you know, there's rumours that it would trigger a bonus to him, so they don't want him playing. But, you know, what the hell are you doing running a football club like that? Uh, Gwendozi. He gets ostracised for, you know, for the red card. Right. What, and he, he's a well-known, not not like to come back at this rate. And he's appears to be doing rather okay for Hertha Berlin, although Hertha Berlin are in a similar position right now. Oh, oh yeah, but he's kind of kind of uh, you know, the dog of war in the midfield that you need in this sort of situation. The guy right. lets you. You know, it, well, William Saliba. After all the rigmarole about William Saliba and maybe letting him go back to 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 Sonnechen to play that cup final and, mm. and and all that, and it didn't ended up not panning out because he was supposed to be a, a important part of Arsenal's plan going forward. And he's not even in the match. He's not even in, in the, in the Europa league squad. No. And, and I tell the other thing, um, the thing that horrified, it, it was, it was when that, um, and I hate, I'm going to hate to bring back the memory, the Spurs game for you. It was the second goal against Spurs. Thomas party was basically saying, Look, I'm injured. I cannot do anything. Yeah, you know, was it was a hamstring he's done? I can't remember something. 
it was a thigh it was a thigh injury that he had just oh, he, recovered from and he yeah. he rushed back and now it's even worse yeah and and what was the worst thing okay he you know party was coming over the side to go look I, I i'm done and arteta put basically pushed him back on and go, go and go and chase down the goal and you know that is not going to make the injury any better when he's trying to do that yeah that it's liability that is okay Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, liabilities. Let's get to liabilities, too, unless you have... Well, it's, actually, fi- yeah. finish off what you were going to say. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it, it's... I, I put this anecdote to you earlier before the show. It was it was the Mike Nolan of the San Francisco 49ers. He was a coach back 2005 to about 2008. The quarterback, he drafted number one with the draft pick. He had dislocated his shoulder. So, you know, his shoulder's hanging out his socket. And, the, and he questioned the toughness of, of Alex Smith going... Our quarterback going... And he went, you know, what, why aren't you out there? You, you're not hard enough. And you go, the guy cannot do his job physically. And it, it's the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen that before. I mean, and, and, and honestly, I, I'm almost thinking, you know, the way that Arteta tries to be the hard man here, which seems a little laughable given Arsenal's disciplinary record so far under him. Yeah, is that, you know, is that his start? Is he going go out there and match them physically because that might have been part of you know what put a little it will put a little bit maybe more more bite in arsenal's game you know they they seem to have a backbone they seem to be able to grind results a bit you know yeah. where or they couldn't um and he and he said and you know and then you get god you know i, I know you mentioned him in the episode of granite jacker Oh, we're getting. Oh, we're getting to that. We're getting to that motherfucker. <laughs> we're getting to that motherfucker. Um, but I, I just want to say that you know the the. It seems like as you say, you know the um, you know Arteta's trying to be a hard man. We're also at the same time, you know, it, you know to 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 mimic the um, you know the 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 cartoon that David Squires did this week. Yes. For the Guardian, you know, with you know. You know, Lego Mikel Arteta singing "Everything Is Awesome," you know, from the Lego Movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, everything ain't awesome here, brother. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of that it comes down to your, your the tactics and and the the player selection, because oh my God, why is Granite Xhaka still playing for us? Why the fuck is Granite Xhaka still playing? For Arsenal Football Club, after everything that happened last year, and yes, I know he he worked his way back into the side. He never should have been in the position that he was in to get sent off against Burnley, which inevitably led to you know Aubameyang's own goal. You oh, know, yeah. he, he never dude, dude grabbed a, a dude by the throat. That's gonna get a sending off every fucking time. Yeah, doesn't matter how soft it is. If you just put your hands there, you raise your hands. You're in trouble. Yeah, and I think El Nene was lucky to not be sent off in that game as well. Yeah, because he put his hands up in someone's face. Yes, um, you know, it, I suppose it's, it's with the aggressive intent that they'll sort of measure a bit there. But yeah, um, I mean, Shaka, the thing, even when Wenger signed him back in, was it 2016? Yeah, about um, that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've been watching. I've watched, the, I think, every game in that Euros because, you know, I'm, I'm a tragic case, and frankly, <laughs> I wanted to drink it in with Wales being there. But uh, yeah, I, I was watching Jacker, and then you know, it's a nice Arsenal signing. I went, 
you know, 38 million, I'm going, what? I don't get from what I've seen what he actually does well. He's not a particularly great passer of the ball. He never imposed himself on games. Um, he His tackling wasn't particularly good. I, I was just... It was a puzzling signing from the start. For me. Well, this is what I'm I, I'm wondering is that what does Granite Xhaka offer that Mesut Ozil does not? Besides, maybe Granite Xhaka hasn't criticized uh, China, which seems to be the only <laughs> fucking reason why Mesut Ozil is not on the pitch right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what it all comes down to. And if you believe that, and if you believe that. Ozil's being kept away for footballing reasons. You probably also believe Trump really won the, the election, too, because you're, you're that much of a shithead. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with that. Yeah. Although, on the upside, Mesut Ozil is the best Twitter commentator on Arsenal games this year. Oh, boy, isn't he? <laughs> but, you know, you know what? Good for, good for Mesut Ozil. Sit at home, collect that money. Fuck it. Yeah. And you know what? You, 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 you and Gunnersaurus, man. You, you, the, 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 the true heroes of this side right now. Yeah, Mesut Ertzor, throughout this whole thing, and, you know, I don't, we don't know both sides of the stories, but he's been, his actions have been pure class. You know, he pays Gunnersaurus his wages, basically, or offered to. I, I don't know if it, that offer was accepted. Yeah. You know, that's exactly... He yeah wasn't wasn't it when when the squad were asked to take a a pay cut rightly and I know it might not be the most popular thing in the club he went okay why are we taking the pay cut what's it going towards yeah and and it's, and as we've said on this program before it seems like he was the smartest guy on the team because the team got snookered yeah they got <laughs> snookered by that because they still laid off people. They laid off people, and then, you know, you went and spent big money on party. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Jesus, guys. Yeah, and he's been real value for the money so far, hasn't he? Yeah, but as, as I say, I, I, I put part of that down to Arteta, because that was... I, I suspect well, I don't Arteta. blame the player. I mean, I don't blame the player for, for signing a contract. Not at all. But... but you, and, again, due respect to Thomas Party, who is a good player... He's not a difference maker. Well, he hasn't been yeah. so far. No, he hasn't. But again, that, that's partly circumstance. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, it, 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 you know, you, you mentioned Mike Nolan at the 49ers. I'm going to compare, you know, if Arteta really is going to try this hard man attitude, um, I, I'm going to compare him to Mike Singletary <laughs> as coach of the 49ers. You know, the my way oh. or the highway. Yeah. Well, guess which way that ended up. Uh, yeah, and and Mike Singletree, who I believe dropped his trousers in one team meeting, if I remember rightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Granite Xhaka never needs to put on the Arsenal shirt ever again. He he is a complete liability. He gets sent off more than he scores. Um, he has completely gotten to on the pitch. He is easily fucking goaded, as you can tell yeah. by you know Bur the Burnley match. Oh my lord! He has completely gotten to, you know, yeah. and his conduct last season with that with that coming off, that right there should have sealed his fate. Yeah, um, and I, I, yeah, again, 
why why is he that you know why is he indulged because if if Arsenal have one player we need to indulge it's it's Ozil at the moment because you look at that Arsenal thing Arsenal team three goals in eight games and it's not particularly because you're missing chances not you know because you know Aubameyang Laka Eddie and Ketcher et al are suddenly developing a case of the yips you know they're suddenly just shooting wide it's because the chances aren't coming. You aren't creating a thing. Yeah. With with the Pep model, you know, at Barcelona, etc. At Spain, you saw it at Spain. They didn't have a strike group fit in the model. It didn't work as well as spectacular Barcelona because you need a bloody genius up front to make it happen. Pep's Man City sides essentially work because they have Aguero. Pep's Bas, you know, Pep's Bayern side, Lewandowski. Pep's Barca side, obviously, you know. Leo Messi, they, you know, Arsenal, you know, Aubameyang is a fantastic goal scorer, but he is 33. He is on the downslope of that career. Yeah, yeah, we we need to talk about him, too, because it, it, it seems like that ever since he signed that contract, he has fallen off. Oh, yeah, this season it's been... And we've seen this in the NBA and the NF and other sports so many times. When a guy hits a contract year, yeah, suddenly he, con- he suddenly he turns it on because he wants that money. Which again, yeah. I don't blame him for wanting that money. No, it's it's human self interest. It's yeah, a, it, well, it's a labor thing too. But yeah, I mean, so- but I mean, how many times have we also seen once the contract signed and then they just fall and then they, they just fall off a cliff? Yeah, I don't even know that it's that. It's it's a fact. He's not being given the ammunition. You know, you, you can have the best strikers in the world. That you can have Ronaldo in his prime, Messi in his prime. They, if you know, if their teammates don't get them the ball and don't, you know, in good positions, they ain't gonna do that much. Well, Messi might, but that's about it. You know, well, right? And Ozil was the midfielder that could deliver that. Yes. His first 10 minutes as an Arsenal player, he delivered a beauty to Olivier Giroud. I mean, I I remember this. I remember this because I squealed like a five-year-old girl when I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was about to ask for an audio recreation of it. (laughs) I mean, I, I literally had just come downstairs. The match, I mean, I had just woken up. The match was barely starting, and within... You know the first ten minutes of that match. I mean, yeah, my part, my, my my honey will will confirm this story. <laughs> will absolutely confirm this story. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, but I mean, my God, what what the fuck is this team doing? What the fuck is this team doing? Furthermore, it's- furthermore, why are we spending so much? Of our resources on has been Chelsea players represented by Kia Jurabshian. Yeah, he's seen an opportunity in there, hasn't he? I I think what for me this all goes back to you go back to when um Wenger left and you know Arsenal and Wenger was brilliant for Arsenal, even you know, even in his de- in declining years, he won trophies for you, you know, he kept you just about relevant. But Wenger goes, and all of a sudden you see how much Wenger did. You know, you have to get your director of football in. You have to, you know, quite apart from changing your team manager, 
and the director of football has been a, a car crash. You know, was it was it Mislinstadt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he, gone within a year. He was gone within a year. That, that role is supposed to be you know, the long-term guy who can look after the team's interests. Uh, you know, the, the model we've got, it's, it's um, you know, uh, Michael Edwards is the guy who looks for players for Liverpool, and he and Klopp just work together hand in glove. What does, you know, what, what the hell does that work at Arsenal? Who, who's making the player decisions at Arsenal? Who's identifying, you know, how Arsenal, you know, as, the manager, I suppose, can identify how he, how the, team should play and the director of football can then you know maybe look for players to, to put that but you can who, who's identifying those players and what what's the process i don't get it it, it seems to be the, the, the identification process seems to be oh hey uh kia's got a guy <laughs> yeah and, and you know yep. what I, i'm gonna throw this out there i'm gonna throw out i'm gonna throw this out there between stan Kroenke because we have gone on at ad, ad nauseum about how he does not give a shit about this football club. <laughs> yeah. And, and and if you don't, and you know, if anybody buys, you know, his, Stan or Josh's, probably more like Josh because Stan never actually says anything. You know, Josh Cronkies, you know, horse shit. Yes. Now, oh, yeah, yeah, we absolutely care. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, really? Um, between the Cronkies and Kia Jarabshian, you know, using this as a pi- using this club as a pipeline, uh, I'm yeah. almost willing to believe that this is now a money laundering operation. <laughs> I I can't. You, you know, you, you laugh, but <laughs> it could. I'm not saying you're wrong because it could well be there. But I, well, what? <laughs> that's the, you know what? That is the only way that this football club makes sense right now. Is if you you assume that this is no longer that. Trophies and and, and and winning matches and and, and putting on yeah. a good football match is not the priority of this club. The priority of this club is to launder somebody's money. Yeah. And, then and, it, then and, it you know it all becomes crystal fucking clear. Yeah, because um you, you go back to Arsenal's Gorias Nobanger and the club, the club's board then at least was interested. You know, it was um, was it Danny Fishman putting a, a huge amount of money when Wenger came along to you know to start building that team. Where, you had where, where, where happened to Sir Chips? What? Chips Keswick. Chips Keswick. Yeah, yeah sure, Sir Chips Keswick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave, you know, David Dean, etc. Um, you know, Arsenal were that old old money club, and the the ownership. Doesn't it, it? It you know, Cronky has such a diverse portfolio of interests. You, you kind of go. Does he really have the team's best interest at heart? Does he care? You know, is, is he? You know, is he watching the Rams over in a? He, but more, of course, he is. You know. Well, he barely gave a shit about the. From everything yeah. I could tell, he barely gave a shit about the Rams making the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah, he's he's just in that. For, he's just in it for the money, by the look of it. On that, and you know, I I, I have to say it without any knowledge of, of what he does day to day, obviously. But it, it's he just wants that business or sporting business empire. It's not like you know, you know, and and we we've got the same thing with FSG. But they are interested in their clubs. They will. They want their clubs to be winning. You know, winning because a you get more money coming in that way. B it reflects better you as an organization. 
They, they well, will I mean, who, who doesn't want a winning, you know, it, it, even if you're just an investor, who doesn't want a winning sports club in your portfolio? Exactly. That's it. You, you want, you want to be blue chip because then other, you know, other clubs and other sports might be going, got a few quid for us as well. And there you go. There's more opportunities for you. The, you know, the opportunities multiply when you're good, but, oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know, it, it's like the Glade, do the Glazers really give them monkeys as long as the money keeps growing? And I, I'm suspecting they only put the money up for Bruno Fernandes because, you know, United were in danger of falling away from those Champions League spots. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, again, it, 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 it's clear that this ownership, I mean, it, that's where the, the, the rot begins is this ownership. And it's it's, it's infected it from the top down. But unfortunately, the board don't, you know, the the ownership aren't the ones on the pitch, and they need to get their shit together too. Yeah. In one way, shape, or form. And I'm going to tell you what. I I, I know you want to say something. No, 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 no. no, Carry on. I'm going to tell you what. During halftime yesterday, and by the way, caveat, I didn't watch the second half yesterday because uh, my daughter's uh, virtual college graduation was happening. During the second half, so I didn't watch the second half. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you know what? In previous years, there might have been a conflict there, but yeah, this <laughs> year there, there was absolutely none. none um, <laughs> just kidding, Miranda. <laughs> um, <laughs> congratulations, Miranda. That's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, thank. You. Yeah. Well, yeah. Saying congratulations. Um, I, I, I've already told her that like 50 million times this weekend alone. So, um, you don't get as many chances here. <laughs> True enough. So anyway, during halftime, Robbie Musto on on NBC. I don't know if you know who he is, but you know he's on uh, he's on NBC. on his playing days. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's on NBC with Danny Higginbotham and mm-hmm. uh, and Liam McHugh. For some reason, uh, Rebecca Lowe has not been around lately. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway, um, Robbie Musto said said these words. He said, "We we need to adjust." We need to adjust our expectations for Arsenal, and he he was referring to that in in reference to being down two one at halftime and and, and the match itself. But I think maybe we have to. I think maybe those words are truer than even he could have dreamed. Yes, you can. You cannot really. You know, you need to look at where you are in the league right now. And just work out where you know what's a realistic aim at the end of the season. And the and the thing, the thing I'll go with is I don't particularly blame Unai Emery or or, you know, or Mikel Arteta. They they have been successful managers elsewhere at a high. Or, well, Emery has been a successful manager at a high level <laughs> elsewhere. Arteta has been part of a successful management team. Well, okay, yeah, we keep saying that, but again. We also just mentioned Steve McLaren, and you know he was at Arson, uh, Arson at Alex Ferguson's hip. Yes, or did you want Carlos Queiroz um, for yeah. Alex Ferguson? Oh my God, Carlos Queiroz! How, how many you know Jose Mourinho assistant coaches <laughs> oh, have, have turned good? You know, yeah, you, yes, you want the glory. You think they might, they might all be part of the same thing, part of the success, but you you've got to just think about it and, and rather than just go with the name guys. Um, but yeah, I, I don't blame them 
for uh, you, know, you can blame them for the individual games. That's not a problem. But yeah, the it just comes from the top down. There is no plan for us. They are flying after Wenger went. You know, for me, Arsenal's kind of decline was it, it, it's a long t- t- term in the making. You had that great side in the you know in the early two thousands. And you know, on the back of that, decided to get build the you know build the Emirates to you know long term makes more money, takes financial burden. But then along comes Roman Abramovich, along come come the shakes at City, and you know all of a sudden Arsenal have to readjust their expectations. You know, you, you, all of a sudden, you, 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 your aim is suddenly to go to Champions League football every year, and yeah, and Wenger kept that going for a good long while until he then, didn't. Yeah, and then once that Champions League money start coming in and you start being a self-perpetuating cycle, it's yeah, it, it's just been a slow decline since. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal position has been got, and you know, FSG came in at Liverpool, and yeah, they they did partly make you know a, a lot of the money coming in is from the money they generated, but how, the thing you've got, you might not be able to compete with Liverpool right now. How you know? How how do you compete with you know the Leicesters and the Spurs, at least? You know, you you, you that season that you know Arsenal going well the the year Leicester won the title. Arsenal should be much closer than that because that was a chance for them, you know. Yeah. It's it's where where do you go? Where do what? Who hasn't just gone? Look, we we need a plan here, guys. Yeah. Because it, you know. It, it, yeah, you know, it, we thought maybe Arsenal had one after you know that FA Cup win and the and the and the champion in the champion the Community Shield, excuse me, yeah. um, not the Community Shield, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, we thought maybe there was you know we, we had a basis with which to succeed, and now here we are four yeah. months later. Yeah, the, the and and the thing is, what what you look for um, in these sort of runs. Which players are, are actually putting their hands up? Which players are still performing? Well, if I know. Now, <laughs> now, now, okay, so let, let me be a little positive for a minute. In that, you know, under Arteta, our Europa League campaign this season was perfect. Yes. You know, we, we, yeah, one, you know, play six, one six. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we're, we're getting, you know, youngsters out there scoring European goals. Which is awesome, but we need to translate that into the league, because if they don't, there won't be no <laughs> Europa League. No, there won't no. be any, let alone Champions League. Well, the thing is, do you, do you want a year in that Europa, or would you rather have just a, a straight league, you know, a straight domestic campaign? Which gives you a kind of a maybe a competitive advantage because if you remember Liverpool's second, I think it was first full season of the club, we didn't have European football. That, that was what you know, sort of kind. You know, I, I you know what I think maybe this club would would do well to have a year off of Europe. Yeah, because uh, uh, the one thing I, I can go in, you know, it's who who currently that you would need to improve the club would actually go to Arsenal. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that for management, but yeah, as a player, fuck if I, I know. Yeah. I mean, who who was that 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 player that uh, people were going ape shit over? 
that we might have, you know, Arsenal was in with a chance to get him, but he just went to Leipzig. Oh, God, I, I cannot pronounce his name. Um, did, uh... Do- Dominic, Sub- yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, hang on. <laughs> yeah, do- do- yeah I'll, I'll, I'll try and pronounce it. Because I yeah because I I'd seen a few articles on the athletic game. Um, I, I I'm going to apologise for the pronunciation because he's Hungarian. The the sh- Shaboshlai is it Shabosh? Oh yeah yeah you know what uh, we we were uh, we were uh, uh, watching the uh, we were watching uh, t- uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy the uh, the Gary Oldman version the other day oh. and. And uh, my honey went on or went on about a Hungarian how she cannot understand Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, oh, so yeah, but the, yeah, that guy. TV version, it's much better. The what? <laughs> Have you not seen the TV version? Oh, the the Alec Guinness one. The Alec Guinness one, yeah. No, I never did. But you know what? You know what? I I, I remember vividly, uh, Smiley's people being brought when it premiered on US TV with Alec Guinness because, you know, oh shit, it's Alec Guinness. You know, me being nine, Alec Guinness equals Obi-Wan. It's Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's Obi-Wan. That's Man, how I actually I... that's how I first found out about John Lacara, actually. Oh yeah. And then obviously RIP because uh, he died the, the this week. Yes he did. Yeah. Week. So that yeah, yeah. That's, that's kinda why we watched the, the movie too. But yeah, yeah, um but yeah anyway back to back to the real topic. Um yeah, we, we yeah we we were supposedly in with a chance on them, and then boom, Leipzig gets them. Well, hey, Leipzig is getting regular Champions League football. In fact, I think they're due to face your boys, aren't they? Uh, they are, yes. I mean, what what would a, what would attract anybody to Arsenal right now? Yeah, because uh, because the German sides who want who maybe think they have a shot at Bayern again, you're going Dortmund, Leipzig. They decided that youth is the answer. So they, they, they essentially go. Yeah, we have a good core of young players. Eddie Nketia, uh Bukaya Saka, even Ainsley Maitland Niles. Um yeah. uh, Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney, uh who else? Oh god. Um you know, I, I was here Ah oh, shit. Hang on. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was gonna say, but you know, a prospect like you know, say, say you were looking at Aaron Ramsey today, would Arsenal even be in with a shout? Or if someone like a Gareth Bale, you know, <laughs> to use a cursed name for you, were they? Um, it, 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 if it came through, if Aaron Ramsey came through today, he would he would have signed that contract at uh, at, at Man U instead of going to Arsenal. Okay, yeah, Emil Smith Rowe, um, another one, Florin Balogun. He has two European goals. You know, Joseph Willick. Uh, is not Martinelli? Was it Martinelli? Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have a good core of young players, but it's not enough. It's not enough. We need, we have, we have, you know, title-winning veterans who couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, because they are there because they're because of who their agent is, and you know the the, the promise of a payday. And that was the other thing is like, if, but for the grace of God, that. Arsenal were to let go of Mikel Arteta, which I mm. argue it might be the wrong move because I don't think it's entirely entirely his fault. No, I think not at all. No, I, I think the ownership should be removing themselves before blaming the manager. But my God, oh. I mean, 
Remember, uh, Carlo Ancelotti was available the last time, and they chose Mikel Arteta over Carlo Ancelotti, and Carlo Ancelotti is currently uh, doing pretty well at Everton right now. You know, my my dream pick, of course, would be Cholo Diego Simeone. But again, but, but why? But why? What would attract him? Same, you know, Massimiliano Allegri. He was available the last time, and I said, you know what? Maybe we should take a punt on Allegri. But <laughs> and, and now he's even said, Allegri's even said, yeah, you know what? Maybe I do kind of want to come to England. Yeah, uh, but you know, if you had. That, that's a manager Arsenal would have been brilliant to have because, again, you've got a guy who's sharp, knows the game, who who has done these building and rebuilding. Ti- title, title credentials? Title credentials. But hang on. European Cup winning manager credentials. Multiple right. European Cup winning manager credentials. And you go with the rookie? Yeah. It, yeah, because much like Unai Emery, cheap and available. <laughs> No, I'm serious, oh, yeah. because because Carlo Ancelotti, Massimiliano Allegri, they command money because they have the credentials behind them. Yes. They didn't want to spend money. Now, people are going to say, but, you know, but Arsene Wenger. Well, Arsene Wenger was a one of a kind. I'm sorry. Yes, and and to be honest, the way he, they, he did the job is outdated, and no one who you want at the top level in Europe does that. You know? Yeah, you and, and besides which... Never- yeah. Everybody says, uh, well, you know, he, you know, oh, yeah, his credentials were Monaco and Nagoya Grampus 8. Uh, he did a, quite a turnaround at Nagoya Grampus 8, I'll have you know. Yeah. With, and let, again, I'm not going to be dishonest on it. He, when he came over, you, you know, when he started, there was a lot of, as, as we've seen over the last few years, who? There, there is certain Xeno, yeah, who, a certain xenophobic element to the British, you know, a certain distrust. Oh, yeah. Brian, Brian Clough can the... fuck off forever for the shit he he said about Arsene Wenger. Oh, God, yes. I, I would not. Uh, yeah, the, the Damn United being a great movie, notwithstanding, Brian Clough can fuck him. You know, he, he could fuck himself in hell for Brian, the, Brian for the Clough, things uh, he said about Arsene Wenger. Yeah, well, he was the guy who once dismissed a Polish goalkeeper who stopped England getting to the World Cup as a clown. So... Yeah, he he was he was very very good at what he did, but again he had that kind of that small mindedness, and you know Wenger came very resistant, and and Wenger's edge as a manager largely came you know that initial edge came from the innovations he had, and as he went on he didn't have those innovations. Everyone had caught him up, and you're going, yeah maybe it's time, but Arsenal. It never looked like when they asked him to leave at last, you know, um, that plan, that succession plan was not there. Yeah. And even Wenger has now admitted that maybe he stayed there longer than he should have. Yeah, absolutely. But you can understand it because at that point, Arsenal was essentially his life's work. Yeah. But, you know, again, so I mean, these are the managers we should have been attracting. Yes. If they let go of Mikel Arteta today, Alan Pardew is going to be licking his lips. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... I, I know, but... <laughs> You've got to be glad that, that Sam Allardyce is off the market, haven't you? Oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's why I was wondering about Alan Kirbishley earlier, because holy <laughs> shit. I mean, Eddie Howe, he's not doing anything right now, is he? 
No, no. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, Tony Pulis would be happy to swap clubs from from Messenger Sheffield Wednesday up. Uh, if Arsenal would have hired Tony Pulis, so that, that that will be the day I qu- I stop being an Arsenal fan. <laughs> and I, I say I'm, that about Jose Mourinho, too. And you know what? <laughs> we, no, right now, you know, I'm looking at the clubs you go and I go, he just it, he just hates Arsenal, doesn't he? Look at that. He's gone to United, he's gone to Spurs, Chelsea. Christ. Oh, uh, you know, I, I know we're, we're, we're kind of rambling on here, but I mean, long story short, this ownership has killed this club. And I, and I honestly think at this point it's a money laundering operation because that's the only way that this makes sense. I, I don't have any answers. And you know what? I'm not the one who should be coming up with the answers. No, um, I, I think the only people who, or the only Arsenal fans who are joining would be Arsenal fan TV because I'm sure their ratings are back through the roof. Well, well, you know what? They can fuck off too. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, making money out of people's misery is d- 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 debate me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to. Deb- I don't want to debate you. You suck. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, they, it, it's it's like half the time they don't realize that fans aren't laughing with them. Yeah. Well. It's like, yeah. Where's uh? Where's uh? EDP. You know that that you know that Eagles fan. Oh yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, I'm not, yeah. and I'm not going to repeat what EDP stands for either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think we can, can we? <laughs> I mean, we can. I'm just not going to. <laughs> I mean, it's our network, so. Um, yeah, it, it, it just it's just hard. I I, I mean support, and I, I've said before, support does not mean. Right or wrong, support means you love this club, and God damn it, 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 if you believe in this club, you call out the bullshit when they're fucking up. You know? Yeah, you you don't you you don't support uncritically. You know? No, no, you don't. And you know, I've had this conversation before on the PWM podcast network when we were talking about you know mostly about pro wrestling, um, because that it became a relevant topic. I won't get into the details. But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I, 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 I do love this club, but that's why I want them to get their shit together. Cool. Yeah. You know, that, and, that and, and right now, I, I, right now, I don't think they can. I, I, I don't think they can. And unfortunately, you know what? History has shown that no club is too big to, to get relegated. No club is too big to fail. This is, uh, you know, it's. I, you go in in the modern game. You're thinking the clubs that are at the top, particularly with the money involved in the game. You're going, they can't fall down that low, and you're going, maybe they can. Right Yo, now. yes, they can, brothers and sisters and and non-binaries. Yes, they can, because, yeah, yeah. Th- and this is this is where Arsenal is, and uh, you know what. Man City on Tuesday in, in the League Cup. Chelsea to start the you know on Saturday on Boxing Day. You know what? I, I, I have no expectations at this point. I, I fully expect to lose games and it's just that's just yeah, it. I, and we're we're gonna be lucky to stay up the way we're going. I I think you'll be alright staying up given the how bad a few of the teams below you are. You know, you're definitely gonna finish twentieth, I'll give you that much. I think you're probably all right there already. <laughs> Yeah, but it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, 
it's not good, guys. And uh, yeah, so nope. I guess future episodes you'll just see uh, how, how far a decline this can be. Because uh, John, do you have any final words on the topic? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, I know it's in your interest to see Arsenal fail, but no, no, no I, I've got, I've got nothing against Arsenal. Um, I've not had anything against Arsenal since last good thing I had against Arsenal in 1989, you know, so I'm not going to begrudge them, you know, there's something, you know, 30 years ago now, but um, yeah, that, that, the club, it needs a plan. It needs someone, whether it's at the top, you know, or if it's a director of football and manager level, it needs someone to get hold of the club and organize it and put it on a, you know, put it in a direction. You know, I, I want to, I was going to say the right direction, but frankly, any direction now, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Don't know. No, and, it, it, the, 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 you know, ha happy new year, everybody. Uh, you know, usually we're, we're into the boxing day matches and all this, but uh, yeah, this time I just yeah. don't know where we can go on this. So yeah, just keep tabs, and we'll see my decline into complete madness uh, as the season continues. Um, you mentioned as we were coming back, uh, BBC doing these what is it, Sporting Personality of the Year awards? Yeah, it used to be Sports Review of the Year, but yeah. Um... Main sports personality was won by Lewis Hamilton, the Formula One racing driver. Um, oh. Runner-up was Jordan Henderson. But the big awards, um, obviously, um, and the right awards, Liverpool, um, for what they did this year, they are, they won the Team of the Year, and Jurgen Klopp won the Coach of the Year. Wow! So and and, yeah. and uh, someone we we like, even though we hate their. We hate his club, but we 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 like the guy, uh, Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford got a special award for his um, obviously his mainly his work off the pitch. You know, he's not he's not you know, he's not bad on it, but this year, you know, it's it, it's it's an extraordinary. You know, he he's the first footballer I can remember to force a changing government policy. Yeah, and you know, and he stood up for it, and he's continuing to do his work off the off the pitch and you, you you would say it pains you know it, it almost pains you to be nice to a man united player but you know this is the first man united player who would get an, a round of applause from the cop because let's because you know in, in terms of football i i know you can say jordan henson organized a, a fundraising for the nhs and the caps and he's been brilliant for us but what marcus rashford did you know he, he is by far the you know in footballing terms over here and frankly, far as I'm concerned, worldwide, he is the he is the man this year. Indeed, and, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing but good things to, to to say about Marcus Rashford. I mean, I can't even get mad when he scores a goal now. So no, not not at all. And I mean, good luck. To, I, I'm I, I won't say I'm happy when he scores a goal because it's Man United, but yeah, I'm happy for the guy himself. You know, yeah, so. man of the year, right there. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. Really, yeah, he he should be getting that that main award, but you know. Yeah, right wing, I, I, right wing fucksticks everywhere. Yeah, I, I suspect the 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 BBC wanted to avoid any sort of sabotage on the vote or uh, or, or any you know avoid that political content 
if they could, which is understandable given how much the, the government shits on them at every opportunity. Do, do, does Bernie Egglestone still own Formula One? Uh, no, I think he's he's gone now. I think he was brought out. Oh, is he? Good, because fuck him. I hated him. I've always hated oh. him. The way the way he shit on the city of Indianapolis that that you know after. It, it, yeah, I know we're ranting at this point. Uh, the way that you know, after the after the Indianapolis Motor Speedway actually altered the speedway. This is like one of the most famous tracks in the world. Yes, and even they, I knew of it. And, and they altered the track to accommodate Formula One, and he still shits on us uh, on the U.S. and on Indianapolis. So you know what, yeah. uh, Bernie Ecclestone, I hope I, I don't like you very much. How about that? I don't think many people like Bernie Eccleston, so I, I'm not going to say it's not a controversial view. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, this has been episode 48 of the Busting Balls podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. Uh, you've been listening to this on our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls, or on the PWOM podcast network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Uh, search for Busting Ball Podcast. John, uh, is this is our default holiday episode? Any final words? All I've got to say, if you're out there, have as merry a festive seat period as you can and stay safe. And frankly, enjoy the league leaders while you can because we're friggin' brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back. We'll be back in the new year. So until then, it's good night. It's uh it's Merry Christmas from and happy holidays from me. And it's a happy new year from him. We'll we'll see you in the new year. Take care.